welcome back to what you spinning this is episode three uh it is just jacob and i today uh george is sitting this one out uh but we will still be talking about our two albums then he will be back to talk about jazz abroad uh at some point uh how are you doing today jacob oh i'm good man just uh feeling good feeling a little better recovering from the week but uh yeah no i'm ready i'm excited shout out george i know george he would have been here he would have wanted to be here but Oh yeah, going on. So, but we'll see him next time. Oh yeah, I'm excited to. I'm. I was listening to. I spent this morning listening to all three of the albums again because sometimes when you know when you listen to something, sometimes it's hard to like really register what was going on. So I listened to both of your guys' albums and mine, uh, and I'm really excited actually to talk about Jazz Abroad whenever we get the chance. But yeah, shout out, shout out, George. Uh, we miss you, Mijo. Uh. Yeah, let's uh, dive in. Do you want to start with yours or do you want to do mine? We can do mine, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. What do you got? So mine was uh, Krongbin, Universe Smiles Upon You. Um, so this album is very near and dear to my heart. <clears throat> it's, it's like the first album that I really came to like enjoy and love that like wasn't like hip hop. Because um, I'm a big hip-hop head, but this album is really special. It's actually, funny enough, it's the first um, vinyl record that I've ever purchased. Um, when I was like, it was back in like 2019, I think, like late 2019, 2020, I was like uh, downtown, <clears throat> driving around downtown, and I saw House of Records, and I was like, hey, I'm going to stop by. And I walked around there for a second, was looking around, looking at the hip-hop, looking at everything. And there was a bunch of stuff that I was, like, coming And then I saw this album, and I recognized I recognized the cover. And I was like, hey, it's Krongman. I was like, I, I was like, if I ever get into vinyls or if I ever get into records, I would want my first album to be special. And that was my first album that I got. I didn't even have a record player or anything. I just got it just for like the feeling of like owning it, like owning the physical and like looking at the cover, looking at the track list. And like, it was just so special to me because this album, it's a great album. Like, and I know you had the chance to hear it, Dwayne. What'd you, what'd you think about it? <clears throat> an interesting, it's an interesting album uh to say the least uh one of the things that really stands out about it to me is that it's almost all instrumental you know you don't hear anybody sing until i think it's what white gloves which is actually my favorite song off the album but that's like track four or five and it's even then it's 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 nice you know music and especially like bands and you know a lot of the music that we've talked about has been very much vocal driven and especially a band that has a sound like this album especially and i went you know you've shown me some other Karangbin songs and i've listened to a little bit of their other stuff but this album in particular in particular is very instrumental driven which is awesome when you have a talented band like they do yeah it's it's really difficult to kind of put them in a genre per se. I looked them up today and it was like on Wikipedia, they had like seven different subgenres that they really like kind of fit into these pegs with, uh, 
I love one of my favorite things about it is, or the two, I'll say two quick little things. I love the drumming on it. I feel like the backbeats to everything are just very smooth, very clean, but also kind of like pretty technical when you think about it. Um, and one thing that I love anytime it happens in music with rock bands or bands in particular is when they're in the engineering and they're in the recording process and they actually mix the bass guitar level to actually come through in the mix because it doesn't happen a lot because bass guitar kind of gets swept under the rug because yeah. it's part yeah. of that back. It creates that backbeat for the other instruments and the vocalists and stuff. But when you have a band like Krongbin, where they're not very vocal heavy and they don't focus a lot on the vocals. I love that they did that. I was listening to this today, like I said, and I was like, man, I can hear every single thing that the bass guitar is doing, which is so rare, especially nowadays. So I, I love that about this album. I think it was a great pick. I had a great time listening to it. Uh, uh, what's the still alive song or whatever people live in. Yeah. That, that song is that song's fantastic. The man who took my sunglasses and white gloves, probably my three favorite tracks off of there. Dude, hell yeah, that that's a solid take for for sure. Because um, yeah, just like little background of the band, um, it's composed by three people. Um, Laura Leasy, um, she's the she's the bassist. She plays bass. Um, the drummer, uh, they call him DJ, but it's like. Uh, I forget his like first name, but it's like it's like Daryl. It's Daryl Johnson or something. Daryl Johnson like Jr. Um, so Laura Leasy, DJ, and then uh, Mark. Um, he's a guitarist. And this band is like you said. It's very, it's very much bass and drum. Like that's it's a bass and drum band. The guitar is in there, but it's more focused on the bassist and um, the drummer. Um, and it is, uh, it has a lot, it has a lot of like different influences, the band. Um, they have a lot of like soul, um, a lot of also like um, a lot of Eastern influences, like a lot of like Middle Eastern. Um, I know their second album, um, Con Todo el Mundo, that was like more um, like African like style and like very Thai. Um, so they have like, they're like a band that they're, I think they're out of um, Texas and Houston, but their influences, they're like very Middle Eastern and like in Thailand, like I think their subgenre is often like referred to as um, like soulful Thai music. Yeah, psychedelic type of stuff too. Mm -hmm. And speaking on the Thai influence of it, I was reading, I read up on them today and their name, uh, Lee, the bassist, was learning Thai at the time, and their favorite word was Karangbin, which means aeroplane, which is just the fact that that is their band name, and then you have all of this other worldly influence is unreal. Yeah, I read that too, and I thought it was I thought it was funny, and it like matches perfectly because the word Karangbin, like it is like you said, like it means like an airplane in Thailand. And I think it's fitting because like an airplane like can go anywhere. And this band, their like their music style, it really does just kind of go everywhere. Like it's at points in like the Eastern Africa and then in like Thailand and then even like Asia, like all the sounds that they're coming off of. Um, I know that reading, I was watching like interviews and stuff um, that 
Laura Levy and like um, the guitarists, they always have like drawn and they've always tried to mimic like African guitarists and like Asian guitarists. And that's what's really neat because like it's something totally different that you like wouldn't hear in like America. Like because it's it's like very like dub, very instrumental psychedelic rock um, but it's like at points like lo-fi and like really like low energy but it's like very like soulful and you could like really just listen to it and like sit back and relax uh, so it's definitely a band that i think if you don't know about them it'll be hard to come across right what's funny about it though is like most people that i've talked to and like we talk about music and this band comes up they know and they love it mm-hmm. they love it like um so many people that i talk to that they know like they're like hey do you listen to krongman and they're like oh i fucking love krongman <laughs> like it's 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 crazy like if you know them like you like them like right um <clears throat> i don't know if you've noticed but when if you've ever been to i mean you you've, you've been in moon rock records callie she got this sign a couple months ago it's like on the door um it's on the side one of the side windows it is. It's the Texas Sun, uh, like album cover, and it just says "We're open" on it, and it like lights up if she plugs it in. It's pretty sweet. Um, it's, it's also like it's like a Krongman album. It's one of their other albums that they have that she has like a sign for it for their for their store. That's badass. I'll have to look. I'll have to keep an eye out for that next time I'm there. I didn't notice that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, it's really sweet. But yeah, like if if like. If people that know about this album, like, and at, of this band, like, they love them. Like, it's such, like, a unique and, like, different style of music that you just hear it and it just, like, instantly clicks. Like, you're like, oh, this is different. Right. And I was thinking, because I was listening, I listened to this album, I think, probably two and a half times this week. Uh, and one of the times I was listening to it, I was trying to think, because as we're doing this whole thing, I try to remember what a song sounds like so i can go back and try to find the name of it because a lot of the times i'm driving you know and it was difficult to do that with this album because it's it sounds like just like an hour-long jam session between these three like there's just such a beautiful flow between each track into the next and to where there's like a cup there's i think it's at the beginning uh right into white gloves i think is like the last part of this but there's like a three song span where it just sounds like one whole big boom like experience essentially uh and that's awesome to me when you have a band that is one this talented and two can make music that sounds like it's just a jam band but it's damn good music and it flows together like that and it's that super psychedelic like soulful and there's tracks on this where mark spear is just absolutely shredding like his licks that he does are just incredible and when you sit there it's hard to try to pick out a certain instrument i mean not not pick out or like choose which one you want to listen to because it's mixed so well that you can pick out the bass guitar super easy you can pick out the guitar you can pick out the drums it's hard to decide which one you want to try to listen to which is what i try to do a lot of the times with music that's made by bands you know i try to say oh like let's how good is this musician actually and with them it's like man they're all so talented and it's also it's mixed so well that it's 
it's hard to pick which one. But that's one of the things I like about it is, like I've said on this podcast multiple times, is I love albums where they flow together so well to where it's like before before you're even looking down at your phone to see what the next track is or whatever, it's already halfway through the next song. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's very unique um, how it's just these three people and they can make like such an amazing like piece of music, piece of art. And I think it's also it goes without saying how like important a drummer is in a band because um, obviously like they like tie everything together in the group like in any band in any setting <clears throat> but in this band specifically it made me appreciate and realize like how key of a role a drummer plays in a band because just the consistency and being like on beat and not missing a step like that's what makes the drummer and that's what ties the band together. Um, exactly. It's pretty funny um, looking at like, I've, I've, I've like in the past and even recently, um, I've been looking at like their performances and stuff like online and like their live shows. And if you go in the comments, like every, in like every video, almost every video, you'll see dozens of comments of people just like, like praising the drummer and being like, oh, this drummer like does not miss a beat. Like he, if you put him in a desert without a clock and you came back to him in 10 days, like he would know the second and the time like that. <laughs> like, it's insane. Like the fact, like how the drummer like is so like on point, it made me like appreciate like really how, how big of a, a role they play. Yeah. And like, I have years of drumming background. I was talking to you last night. You were trying to flick me some shit. Uh, but I I have years of drumming <laughs> over a decade at this point, and that's I like all kinds of drumming. You know, whether it's like blast beat and like deathcore music, or if it's something super like more laid back, like Krongbin. And I heard you know the vibe like the first song, it, the drums don't kick in immediately, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be really interesting. Like, I wonder what the drummer's gonna sound like. And then he came on to the track, and I was like, oh my god i was like because he's he's sitting there and he's so locked in but then he does these really flashy fills and it's like right back into the thing and it's like dude this guy does not miss and it's it's awesome when you have because that's one of the cool things about i think especially at this point we live in one of the best times for music no matter what genre you're into is because all of these genres that started out is you know like the, like rock and stuff it was just the beatles back in the day but now you have all of this subgenre. you know like last week talked about another great example with george's album el camino by the black keys uh that's another very good like drummer patrick carney from the black keys is insane he keeps everything so locked in and i think it's really good that we i think like good on you honestly for picking this album right after that because we have a great segue into two different very different styles of music but also showing the importance of a drummer because black keys only two people krong been only three you know and then there's some bands that have four to five people like that's generally the thing but he is dj is unreal on the set i was like i didn't expect it to be as multi-layered drumming as it was i thought oh this is just going to be 
four on the floor beats, you know, just, and I was like, no, this guy's like, like going all over the place. I'm going to have to look up some of their live stuff. That's one thing I didn't do with this album uh, is look up some live videos, but I'll have to, because he's unreal. And I love the bait, like the bass playing, like top to bottom. They're, they're incredible. Uh, So yeah, I'll definitely have to look into some of that, but that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's really, it's surreal. I, I would love to go, to one of their shows. I know they're gonna come to Oregon in like July to like two different locations. There's, they're gonna be a bend in like early July. Um, and I've been talking to it with a bunch of people that I'm like, hey, like we should definitely get tickets and we should definitely go to this. Let's uh, do it. Yeah, cause it's, it really is like, not only just like seeing them and like recognizing the music, but like being there and like that vibe that they put out. Cause like right. I see their shows on like YouTube and stuff. <clears throat> everyone in the crowd and like everybody's just like totally like vibing and cheering them on um they'll do a lot of like um like mark when he's playing the guitar they'll do like interludes and he'll like throw in like more extra stuff like he's not on the regular track like it really is insane um and yeah i just love like every part of them like i've this is a band like when i first found out about them i was like okay this is unique this is different but i like brushed them aside um, and then they dropped a newer album and I really started, that's when I really started to pay attention. And ever since then, um, like two, three years ago, I've just been like following like their every move, like any single they drop, like any new album that comes out, uh, EP, like I'm always like there, like just ready, like and waiting for more stuff from them. Cause like <laughs> at this point I really have like become like a big fan of them. Um, definitely, if you like their music, definitely check out their other albums because they're a great band from front to front to back. Like they're, yeah, they're awesome. No, that's awesome, and we should we should try to get uh, something going to go see them in Bend because I've only been to one show in Bend. And do you know uh, Alabama Shakes? You know that group. I went and saw them at an amphitheater in Bend, and it was. Awesome one of the coolest concerts I've ever been to in my life. It was phenomenal. But yeah, I, I'm glad that you picked this album. That's why I like, like the stuff that you guys pick is really awesome because it forces me to listen to stuff. And I know that it's probably the same for y'all. Yeah, it, it's funny. I knew, cause I knew last episode, I was talking to George after like off air and I was like, George, I know what you're going to pick. He's like, no, you don't. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and it was this. I had to beat George to the punch. Shout out George. I know George. He would have a lot to say of this album. Like, it really is such a fantastic album. You could put it in any any settings. Um, like even when we're at work, like this. Oh one. yeah. And you gotta let it slide because like it's it just fits the vibe. It's it really is. Oh like, yeah. World. It's awesome. Shall we transition then? Yep. Let's do it. Alrighty. So completely different vibe. <laughs> Than Karangbin. We've got Sensational by Young Gravy. You want to know something funny? Actually, real quick before we dive in, we both picked debut albums. Oh, really? Yeah. I looked up. Oh, I did I not know that was his debut album. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So this was his debut album back in 18. <laughs> and then I was looking at Karangbin, uh, Universe Smiles Upon You, and that was theirs back in 2015. So, uh, yeah. Sensational by Young Gravy, uh, his debut album uh incredible album 
Young Gravy was an artist that I didn't get into when he first came out. It took me a little bit of like warming up before I, you know, finally was like, all right, well, let's dive into this guy and figure it out because it's he's got such a unique style to him where he the stuff he raps about is goofy because he's just talking about milfs and cooking food with you know martha stewart or whatever and so he he's a funny dude when he raps but he's also insanely talented and jason rich the dude that produces most of it most of his beats is incredible uh one of my favorite tracks on here is uh like one of the last songs on it gravy train uh has a sample of uh maxine nightingale's where's my freaking phone i have it right here it's Maxine Nightingale, uh, right back where we started from, and he samples it. And it's the way he samples it and what he does to that track is so incredible. And uh, what did you, what was your takeaway? Yeah. Um, so I had heard about Young Gravy um, through the grapevine, really not like really through mainstream. Like I hadn't like seeked out to like listen to him. But, like, in school, I remember, like, I'd, I'd have, like, classmates and friends that talk about it. They're like, oh, you know, Young Gravy, like, it's a new cool thing. And, I'm, and I, like, brush it off. I'm like, what kind of name is, like, Young Gravy, you know? Like, it's, it's like this, like, odd name that, like, you hear it and you're like, what? And then, like, you actually listen to it and you're, like, laughing. Like, when I first heard this album, like, um, like it was early this week, uh, I was sick. So I was just, like, making food and I was like, all right, I'm going to throw this album on. And I'm like cooking food, and I forget it's like Mrs. Buttersworth that song. Yeah, Mrs. Buttersworth. That song came on. And I, was, I was like making food, and I just like started dying laughing like out of nowhere. <laughs> like it's it's like it's like corny, but it's like funny, but it's like good. Like it's the funny good that you're like vibing to it, and then like he just hits you with the line like. And it's just like a punchline, and it's just like it's it's just like throws you for a loop. But it's it is very funny, um, and it's like a fun album. I do I did like this album. Um, the songs that I liked out of it um, was that song, um, the song that he had with Ramirez and and Puya. That song I had heard that song before, um, and that I think that was the only song that I had heard of Young Gravy. Um, but that song was great. I, the other third guy, I forget, but he also Trippy the Kid. Trippy the Kid, yeah, he also killed it on that song. Um, and the beat for it is pretty cool, like the switch up that it has, like that, like old school, like um, like the sample, and then it just drops into like the the bass with like the beats on it. That album, do, that song, do, do, yeah, do, do. it's yeah, so that, good. That, uh, that that like that beat sample is is pretty cool. It's really it's really nice. Um, Whip a Tesla, that was, that's a good song too. I heard that song and I was like, ooh, okay. Like I was like, kind of like moving my hips, you know, like moving my shoulders. I was like, damn, this is pretty good. Um, so yeah, it's like an album that I think it's like, I don't know, dude. What would this, what would this fall under? Is it like, is it like, like funny rap, like, like, like joking rap, or like what is it? Because it, it's, I think. I think it's one of those things that's really kind of beautiful about rap music and about hip hop, like that whole genre in general, is that you can have so many different sub genres that don't even 
that aren't even technically a subgenre. It's just it's a rap or hip hop album, but it doesn't sound like you know to compare it to like the old stuff. It doesn't sound like Ready to Die or Illmatic. It's but at its core, it's a rap album. Uh, I mean, we talked about one last week with Noise by Ghostmane. You know, that's like trap metal is what they call that, but it that's that's a crock. I don't believe that to for a second. I don't know. You could call this like funny rap and stuff, but he has like that's just his thing. That's just his shtick is just being a goofball, but actually also being talented and somehow having incredible production on his albums. It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh so I guess yeah, you could call it whatever you want. <laughs> I I call it like hype boy music sometimes. I'm like, oh I gotta put on my hype boy music. It's a Friday night or whatever, you know. Uh but no, it's it's awesome. And it's one of the it's an album that I spin a lot. It's because I love it. I love this album. And so I'll go back and listen to it. And recently, uh like my two favorite songs off of it, other than what you said, are Charlene and Pizzazz. Pizzazz is like the second to last on the album, and it's just he it's almost like a it's almost kind of like a fuck you to the other people in the rap game because it's funny because he's like i don't got the drip i got pizzazz your mama mama (laughs) and it's just like so yeah it's so funny but i'm like damn this is actually smooth as hell like uh yeah it's crazy it's a it's hard it's another one of those it's like hard to define and like put in a box you know because of he has like the old soul influence in it that you can tell he's hilarious so it's almost it can almost be called comedic rap but then you're like no actually like this isn't something that i'm going to put on and just crack up laughing to all the time this is something that i'll actually vibe out to uh so yeah i guess you could call it whatever the hell you want (laughs) no i think i think it really is it's pretty cool um because i didn't i didn't realize this was his first album i thought like he had done other stuff before this or like singles or anything but the fact that this was his like first album and it really is like he came out with such a bang and like the feature that he got on oh it, yeah like that kind of says something and i feel like that stood him like in the right direction because i look i took a look like i was looking at his discography like at his other albums and he's made like a like a couple other albums that are have like a lot of songs that have like um like 100 million plus views like million plus views and like yeah bunch of streams on them so i was like oh this is like like, people like actually like this like i was like this actually is going somewhere for him um so yeah i think it's i think it is definitely different something that i feel like i would i would listen to it um maybe not as often um but for sure i did like it because it's something very different to what i'm normally listening to in hip-hop like in hip-hop i'm usually going for that like like bar for bar, like very lyrical, very like, yeah. um, like very like gritty and sometimes like very hard, like street hip hop music. Yeah, you also <laughs> you're also very beat heavy. I've noticed mm-hmm. that's that's where you and I get along is that we both like. I I personally love stuff that has just great production, especially if it's like old school influence. That's why I love Madlib and Metal Fingers production so much. But also it's that's like where you and i kind of bond but and i feel so i feel you're that sentiment but it's good to break it up every once in a while with something that's just like it's just bangers you know like i don't skip anything on this album i love it 
<laughs> but no, it's I I I did like it. Um, this kind of opened up my my ear to Young Gravy, um, in that like genre, is because it's it's the beats more than anything I I enjoyed on this album. Like they were at times they were like really hard, and I was like, oh damn, this beat is good. And then he's rapping about like how a, a fucking breakfast bottle that you put syrup on has a fat ass. I was like, dude. <laughs> Like, so that's good. I was like, that's so good. Um, and it's like, like it's, it's just out of the box. Like, um, but yeah, I did. I did like it. It was pretty good. Um, so I think for sure, like I would come back to this album and I could see why you spit it a lot. Cause yeah, it is. It, they do have some bangers on there. Yeah. I'll send you, uh, I'll send you some link, like YouTube links to a couple other songs of his that I think you would really get down with. Uh, but that being said, uh, we should have anticipated this would be a short episode. We're only at just under 30 minutes. Um, shall we introduce the next ones? Sure. All right. You go first since you went first for the album this week. So I have it peeping here on the side. Um, this is kind of an album. I was, in, I was originally going to do a different album than this, but... I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what, I should probably pick this album because this album had a bigger impact on the world, I feel like. Um, so I picked for next week um, Buena Vista Social Club. Um, and this album right here really is an important album. We'll get into it next week, um, but it's like very... It's like Cuban music, like Cuban Latino music. It's very, it is definitely very different. Um, before its era and for the time that it came out, it really was a very, very important album for the world. Um, so yeah, that's my album for next week. Hell yeah. And I was originally going to do a different album as well. I know on last week's episode, I said I had one more hip hop album for you guys. And then you and I had a couple conversations where I was like, you know what, maybe I'll save that one. Cause I kind of want to dive like delve out of hip hop for a little bit. You know, you guys have been showing some of your other music tastes. So I figured it's about damn time. I do so myself. So we're going, we're going enema by tool. Their second album, this album, uh, this band in general, one of the most influential, like this album is, has a huge piece in my life. Like I literally can't even, describe it without starting a whole other episode right now yeah uh, but you want to talk about just one last thing since we talked about drumming so much uh danny carey the drummer for tool the best drummer on the planet right now uh it's incredible i think uh i'll love talking about this album maybe someday i'll pick an album that's out of the normal musical taste that you guys will vibe with a little more but i think you will i think just from a music standpoint you guys will really appreciate it uh there are some long songs on it, but that that album holds a special place in my heart. So that's it. Uh, Buena Vista Social Club and Enema by Tool. Uh, I'm really looking forward to next week. Jacob, thank you so much again for doing this with me. Uh, we will be back next week. I'm Dorian. This has been What You Spinning, Episode 3. <laughs>